The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. another edition of the sport your enthusiasm podcast let's try to switch it up a little bit ruder uh my name is bryce your humble host along with my co-host my guy mr edward ruder what's good my dude oh i'm feeling great man it's a it's a great great day to be alive football started back up fall is here weather's getting a little cooler which is good for me because i don't like all that heat and uh man i just can't wait to talk some pigskin here buddy Ruder, I got one question for you, sir. What's that? Are you ready for some football? Oh, my God. I've been. I've been. All, all quarantine, I've been waiting for this. So I, I'm ready. Officially back, my dude, man. It's, it's yeah, I'd, uh, I had my doubts. Um, I did not expect the season to kick off. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very pessimistic uh, when the pandemic hit and Everything shut down and nobody had any idea what was going on and when it was going to happen. And I'm like, ah, shit, football is not going to happen. But good thing I was wrong. So because it is happening. I mean, it happened last night. We've seen it live. Like those live action games. <laughs> yeah, very exciting stuff. And I love that uh, I watching the game, my biggest takeaway from it. Right. Because we've all watched a thousand football games before the biggest takeaway for me was I was actually a little bit nervous that I wasn't going to enjoy it as much without the crowd. But uh, the, the way they showed little sections of the crowd with people and the way they pumped in what seemed like a lot of crowd noise and the way the crowd that was there made some noise. Uh, I don't feel like it skipped a beat. I thought it was all right. I thought it was just fine. And uh, I'm really looking forward to Sundays now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was pleasantly surprised again. Like I, I think at this point, at this juncture, I shouldn't be surprised anymore at how well these things have been rolling so far with what the NBA has done, the NHL, even the MLB is still kicking, even though I thought that was going to get shut down eventually. Yeah, and, man, that um, was the one that that was the one that really made me nervous because that was what made me nervous for the NFL season, I should say, is because the way, uh, you know, guys who were not in the bubble, right, like in, in the MLB, uh, that were still traveling and all kinds of interaction, uh, that a lot of teams got COVID, but I'll give the MLB credit, they just kind of kept pushing right through it and kind of paved the way for the NFL to, to take off. So pretty pleased with the way that worked out. Yeah. The NFL, they kind of had a nice advantage too, because um, all these other leagues started back up and they could kind of see like, okay, they did this, they're doing this. I know not to do that. I know to do this. And then kind of just come up with a, with a perfect game plan. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the season can progress forward without any incidents, without any COVID cases, and um, yeah, man, let's let's enjoy this football season. But I want to start off with last night's game. We had the defending world champion Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans to kick off the 2020-2021 NFL season. And Kansas City, right on form, didn't miss a beat, just took it to the Texans literally all game. The score 
the score was much worse than how it shows. The final score ended up being 20 to 34. Kansas City literally dominated this game basically from the second quarter on. Um, Patrick Mahomes looks sharp. The rookie running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he looks like he's about to be a superstar in his offense, um, something like they've been missing since they released Kareem Hunt. Uh, Travis Kelsey looks like he's in midseason form. Tyreek even caught a touchdown. And uh, the Kansas City defense actually looked pretty solid with, like, their their best corner was hurt. He broke his hand. The rookie corner stepped in. Like, they, they just looked like a well-oiled machine and looking like the best team in the AFC right now. Wow. Strong words from a Baltimore Ravens fan. Wow. I was not expecting you to say that, but uh, yeah, they were when firing on all cylinders, they just looked unstoppable going up and down the field. Uh, I know it's week one defenses haven't had a chance to gel Uh, defenses don't have any film on any of the guys right now. And there were no OTAs. There was no preseason to kind of get themselves together, but I'll tell you the offense uh, didn't skip a beat for Kansas city. They look, they look really scary. So could could be a lot long year for the AFC West. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fact. Um, and then on the opposite side of things, Houston just, I don't, I mean, Deshaun Watson, he just had consistent pressure in his face per usual. <laughs> um, you know, no, no, uh, I mean, Will Fuller had a nice game, eight catches, 112 yards, but no Duke or no nuke out there, excuse me. David Johnson was quite surprising, actually. 11 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. He actually looked like he had some, uh, some pep in his step. Yeah, it seems as though he could be he could be relevant this year. He could be, you know, relevant relevant in fantasy football. He could be relevant uh in the actual gridiron because it seems as though he was there. You know, his yards per carry looked really good. He looked spry, he looked like his old self, kind of. Uh, but I think just with usage where it was at, the way the game script kind of went, it wasn't really they weren't really in a position for Houston to be running the ball a lot. Um, you know, he didn't quite have as many little dump off catches as I thought he might have, but uh, they just seem like uh, just that offensive line is the same old story. You alluded to it. Patrick Mahomes always was pressure in his face. And this game, unfortunately, was no different. So I think until they patch that up, uh, that it's going to be, it might be a long year for Houston. Yeah. And uh, I was doing a little DraftKings last night on this game. And uh, I did three bets, like just all dollar bets, just uh, picking up the fantasy teams. And um yeah, he uh, David David Johnson kind of fucked me. <laughs> I, oh. was ex- I was expecting him to do that well. Pause. That did sound a little weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect him to do that well. I wish I would have picked him up because he was cheap. And uh, nope, didn't do it. I uh, spent my money on McCole Hartman, who didn't do shit. Thanks. So, yeah, that's what happens. But anyways, I digress. Uh, excellent week one. And uh, on today's episode, we're kind of just going to go through each game here, uh, go through the lines. Pick our pick our picks. Why are we going to pick them and uh, go from there, man? So, first game on the list. By the way, these odds are brought to you by ActionNetwork.com. All right, I got to give credit where credit is due. So, first game on the list, Rooter. We got Las Vegas Raiders. I got to get used to saying that versus the Carolina Panthers. Right now, the odds are that the Panthers are minus one, and they are at home. And really, I don't know how much like being at home has to. Like, how much of an advantage is it? Like, I mean, I guess they get to not travel. Like, there isn't going to be, like, really crowd unless it's just pumped-in crowd noise, right? Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm wondering, actually, this year, because generally speaking, with stuff like this, with uh, the gambling odds, uh, generally they give three points for the home team for that kind of home field advantage. I, I wonder if they've adjusted this year, and I don't know that. I don't know whether they've adjusted it or not, but uh, um, I guess we'll we'll find out as the season goes on where where that kind of falls. But that, that's a great point. 
So uh, right now the Panthers is minus one. The over-under is uh, set at 42. And uh, Ruder, what you thinking on this game, man? Who are you going with? Why are you going with them? Well, I, the people. I actually like uh, the Raiders on the road here. I think that the Raiders, uh, the Raiders on the road. I think the Raiders are going to be a, a sneaky better team than people think. And I really think that the bottom is going to fall out in Carolina. I think that, uh, you know, despite the fact that they've got some weapons there that I do like uh, DJ Moore and obviously Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I just have this feeling that for some reason, Carolina under Teddy Bridgewater and uh, new head coach, Matt rule. These guys, I don't, I don't see it this year, and I think uh, Las Vegas. At least they've got, um, they've got some continuity, uh, and I don't think they'll be as impacted by an off season with OTAs. And I think the, the Raiders win this one, and uh, especially getting a point, I'll take the Raiders all day. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going with Carolina. One, uh, I really don't trust Oakland. Um, I really don't trust John Gruden, and uh, I feel like. With this pandemic, I think this changes kind of everything. And I mean, we re- really don't know about um, Rule, the the new Carolina head coach. Like, you know, so I'm kind of going into this game blind. Like, I really don't know much about these teams. I know that Carolina has, like you said, Christian McCaffrey. They got Teddy Bridgewater now as a quarterback. They got DJ Moore. He's a solid receiver. And um, they did pick up the offensive linemen. Um, Okun, right from from San or from Los Angeles. So uh, I'm gonna go with Carolina. They're the home team. They're minus one. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I would probably bet the under on this one. And uh, I'm gonna go with a score of like 17-10, like low scoring. Christian McCaffrey has a nice game, two touchdowns, and I think Teddy Bridgewater just plays ball control. And, and uh, I think the Raiders kind of just get in their own way. I don't disagree with much of that. I'll call it 17-10 just the other way because I think that Carolina is going to struggle offensively early on uh, despite that, yeah, like you said, maybe Christian McCaffrey gets in the end zone. Uh, I think the Raiders maybe score a couple touchdowns. I'm looking for Waller to do something perhaps. Uh, and I actually really like Josh Jacobs a lot too. I think this might be a grounded out, ground and pound kind of game for both teams uh, with both Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey. And uh, yeah, low scoring game. I bet the under and I go with the, I go with the Raiders personally. Okay, I'll mess with that. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move forward here. Next game on the list, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington, can't say that name, football team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh boy, yeah. Uh, Action Network, you guys got to fix that. Um, the Redskins are plus nine. Oh, shit, I did it. I should bleep that out. The Washington football team is plus nine, and uh, they are at home. And Washington, I don't. This team is 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 very sneaky to me because they got Dwayne Haskins, young quarterback who uh, you know was in there last year, started the last couple of games, and didn't look too bad. I love the receiver they got, my man, Scary Terry McLaurin. He, I think he's going to be the next big thing at wide receiver. He he has the wide receiver swag already, just a like an asshole on the field and just going to go out there and beat your ass while he talking shit about you. Uh, Chase Young. Um, when I was reading reports on him, they were saying that he started off kind of slow in training camp and then kind of picked it up. So I am interested in seeing what he brings to this table. But this Eagles team, man, is my favorite team right now in the NFC. I think I got them uh, winning the AFC East. Excuse me. My favorite team in the AFC East. I got them winning the division, and I think it kind of starts here. Um, the over-under is 45 and a half. 
Um, I'm going to bet the over on that one, and I'm going to go with the Eagles winning this game on a score of uh, 30 to – let's go 30 to 20, uh, Philadelphia for me. Okay, I, I'm kind of with you on this one. I think Philadelphia rolls. I think it's early in the season before Carson Wentz gets hurt, before any of those uh, those Eagles receivers who seem to be made of paper mache over the last few years, before any of them go down. That's a fact. Some kind of an injury. I think that uh, Philadelphia comes out just all over them. Uh, I, I could see a I could see a big win here. Um, maybe you know with guys like Fletcher Cox in the middle. I, I can't see anything uh, going for that rep. the uh, the football teams offense so uh yeah we'll call it a we'll call it a stomping like i'll call it like 38 to 38 to 10 and i'll go with the over as well but hey. uh e- eagles roll eagles roll fly eagles fly i love that thing song um by the way alshon jeffrey and uh Jor- uh javon hargraves are listed as out for this game so that could play a factor but kendall fuller kendall fuller for the washington football team is listed as doubtful so that could be a factor there. Um, moving on. Let's go next game on the list here. We have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, right now, the Falcons are plus one and a half at home. And the over-under for this game is 49. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Ruder? You go first. Well, I feel as though I think both offenses are very easily going to move the football. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think that if if it's me, I'm going with Russell Wilson outgunning Matt Ryan all day. The Seahawks have a lot of weapons. Chris Carson is really good at running back. They've got DK Metcalf. Uh, they've got Tyler Lockett. Obviously, on Atlanta side of the ball, they picked up Todd Gurley, who I think has something to prove. They still have Julio Jones. Uh, they, they've got a, a plethora of receivers there, too. Uh, Kelvin Ridley out there. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both defenses went backwards uh, since since last year, but I think that even with uh, the Falcons getting one and a half, I go Seattle all day. Uh, we'll call, for me, it's like 38 to 21, something like that, somewhere in that range. I, I'd go with the over as mm. well. Wow, you thinking blowout, huh? Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to give it to them. I like that. Um, at home, at home, they're going to get blown out, Bryce. Yeah, they're traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast, man. That's uh, that's a that's a that's a bold pick. I, I, hey, I, I like that pick, man. Um, I'm not copying you though. I'm going to this game. I think this game has low key potential to be like the game of the week because you got this high powered Atlanta offense where you know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Kevin, Kelvin Ridley. They picked up my man Hayden Hurst. Um, and then they also got Todd Gurley at running back, which I'm very curious to see. I think Atlanta, like their whole offense, are first round picks. I think they're starting to like literally their whole offense is is first round picks throughout the whole eleven guys on the field. So I think don't don't quote me on that. I think I heard that somewhere. Okay. Um, defenses. I think Seattle has an edge defense wise. Um, obviously they got. Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers in the game. They got Jamal Adams that they picked up this offseason, one of the best safeties in the game. So I think that uh, that plays a factor for them. I'm going to pick Seattle to win this game. I think that um, I'll bet the over as well because I do think it's going to be pretty high scoring. But um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a closer score. I'm going to roll with uh, 30. Let's go 30-28 uh, Seattle. They, they, they seal it with a late field goal to, uh, to clinch it. I like that. I like that you said not only the score, but also exactly how they're going to do it. So that's good for all of our uh, betting listeners out there. That's that's legit. Yeah, and I'm looking at the injuries reports. Nothing too big to, to report. Um, Cedric Agobi? I'm a, a, Agobu? 
I'm gonna roll with that. Uh, the tackle. I don't know if he starts for Seattle or not, but he's gonna be out. And uh, Dwayne Brown, their left tackle, he is limited, but he should be playing, so they should be good to go there. And uh, nothing to report on Atlanta side, really. So, yeah, we'll see, man. I'm looking forward to that game. That should be a good one. Um, next game on the list here, Ruder, we have the New York Football Jets versus the hometown Buffalo Bills. Um, traveling to Buffalo, the New York Jets are, I should say. And uh, right now, this game, Bills are minus seven, and over-under is 40 and a half. <sighs> this is the year for Buffalo, right? Like, this has to be it. It has to start here, right? Like, there's, there's no way that they can start week one losing to the fucking Jets, man. That the, the fucking shit show that is the Jets, right? Like, am I wrong about this? No, I think that the Bills win. Uh, the Bills, you know, giving away seven to the Jets, even at home. Um, I don't think that the Jet, that the Bills come out and just roll the Jets, though. Uh, I think the Bills win, but it's going to be a little closer score. So I would actually go with the Jets on the odds. Uh, Jets getting seven. Uh, I go with the under here. I think it's going to be kind of an you know, ugly, old-school, you know, classic Buffalo Bills-style game. I don't think that the Jets' offense is, is anything to be afraid of either. I think the Jets are going to be very bad this year. Uh, although week one, you know, I think the Bills will still be working out some kinks. And I think they win this game somewhere along the lines of like, we'll call it like 20 to 14, something like that. And uh, Bills win, but not by enough for the spread. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on this game because I just, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't like the quarterback play. Like, I'm not a Josh Allen fan. I, I'm not a big uh uh, what's the guy's name for the Jets? Help me out. Sam here. Darnold. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the dude's name. I just remember he sees ghosts. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Bills defense might have him seeing ghosts too. So getting exactly, to, getting to fourteen points might be tough. I'm, yeah, I'd say under and uh, under in the Bills all day here. Or excuse I, me, yeah, it's close game because I don't, I don't trust in the Josh Allen either. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a low, low scoring game as well. I'm, I'm curious to see the debut of Stephen Diggs. See how frustrated he gets when uh, Josh Allen just oversells every pass 25 yards down the field. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bills fans. I'm sorry. I'm shitting on your team. I apologize. Um, I'm going to go low scoring as well. I think Buffalo's defense definitely would pretty much seals this game. And uh, I'm going to go score of, eh, let's go 17-6. I'm um, hitting the under as well, but I got the Buffalo Bills winning this one 17-6 and uh, just the Jets can't do shit. Like, I, like who are their, like Le'Veon Bell sucks now. Their offensive yeah. line, they tried to improve, so we'll see if they can hold up now. Their best receiver is probably, what, Bashad Perryman? Or, or Crowder. You know, or, Crowder's more of a possession-type guy. But, yeah, per Perryman's their deep threat. I don't know. I, I'm sure you've got some opinions on Perryman, too, coming from sucks. Baltimore. But he, he sucks. Yeah, well, that's my is. opinion. He's not good. I mean, he put up fantasy numbers for Tampa Bay. Don't don't, don't fall into that trick. He's not good. Um, no major injury, injuries from this game. Actually, no. Josh, Josh Norman, the Bills' starting cornerback, is going to be out for this game. So, um, I mean, hey, maybe Sam Darnold can, you know, not see a ghost and actually see his receiver running down the field and throw it to him. So we'll see. I think Tredavious White picks him off two or three times. So <laughs> Most we'll likely. We'll <laughs> They're just going to take turns. Hey, Carlos, yeah, your take turn. Turns, pick, take turns uh, Mike, throwing interceptions. Michael, your turn, man. Nah, nah, nah. Go ahead, Trey. You got it. Wow. All right. Moving on. Chicago, Detroit. Um, Chicago traveling to Detroit. And right now the Lions are... Uh, plus two and a half in this game, and the over under is 44 and a half. And uh, can I, you mind if I take this one real quick? Go for it. Yeah, you're all over it. Okay. 
Um, I'm not really a betting man, but I'm going to get into it more this season because like um, it's COVID, it's pandemic, and there's nothing else to really do. So I might as well just like learn how to bet on sports. And uh, I know for a fact that um, every week I get a chance to bet against Mr. Trubisky. I'm probably going to do it because <laughs> that dude is like not good at what he does. Um, the fact that they're not starting Nick Foles, I guess Trubisky had a great training camp, so good for him. Uh, I'm going to roll with Detroit in this game, especially if they're getting two and a half at home against Mitch Trubisky. Like, I know that Chicago defense can definitely be elite, especially with Khalil Mack. And then they added um, the dude from Dallas. What's his name? The uh, defensive end. Uh, it slips my mind, but he's Lawrence as well. No, it wasn't Lawrence. It was another one. Um, he played for LA, the Rams, and then he went to the Dallas. But anyways... I think that uh, I think Detroit is a really is a really slept on team. I think they got obviously the better quarterback in his matchup with Stafford. Uh, I think they got uh, Kenny Galloway. I think he can definitely do something. And um, Adrian Peterson's on the team now, and uh, I think uh, they're going to be playing for Patricia because I think this is his last season to prove that he's an actual capable head coach. And I think it starts week one. Give me the under on this game first of all, and I'm going to go to score of uh, let's go 24 to 10. I think uh, Detroit pulls this one off against Chicago. Yeah, that, I, I agree with everything you just said there. Uh, the only thing that I would uh, make sure that I would highlight would be saying that Matt Stafford could still be really good. Uh, he was playing like MVP caliber football before he got hurt. Uh, so I think he's going to be coming back strong. He's still only 31. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's going to surprise a lot of people. They have a lot of weapons on that team. And, uh, I think uh, I agree, though, on this one on the under. I don't think that the Bears offense is going to get anything going whatsoever. Uh, and even if Detroit stumbles a little bit offensively, getting points here, getting two and a half, uh, I think Detroit wins, we'll call it 20 to 10. We'll go with the under, but uh, Detroit at home, that's a no-brainer for me. Robert Quinn was the name I was thinking of. He's listed okay. as doubtful okay. for the Chicago Bears. And Kenny Galilee is listed as doubtful for the Lions. So that's not going to change Interesting. my pick. Interesting. That's not still, my pick at well, all. It's, it's, not, it's not changing my pick. And I'm Trubisky still I'm going, with that, I'm going with that under still for sure. He is so bad, bro. Like he is so bad. Like they, they picked him over Mahomes and Watson. I guess still to this day is still like, what the fuck? Ah, that is tough. I feel bad for Chicago fans, but hey, listen, it's all good, man. Um, moving on. Let's let's move on to the next <laughs> game here. Um, on the list we got Miami at New England. New England is minus nine and a half. That's and the over under is forty four. Minus nine and a half. Like I know it's the Patriots, and I know it's Bill Belichick, and I know they're at home, and it's hard to win in New England. But, uh, I mean, 2020 is different. First of all, no Tom Brady for the first time in 20 years. Second of all, it's no fans in the stadium. So, you know, we'll see how big of an impact that is. Third of all, this Miami Dolphins team is really slept on. This, I mean, I got to bet Miami on this one, man. I don't I'm take. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Dolphins fan, but I'm I'm going with Miami just to win this outright here. Yeah, like. Uh, shocker of the week. I, I don't, I am not afraid of this Patriots team at all and don't forget they also lead the league in having like seven or eight guys that have all bowed out due to covid concerns yes uh no tom brady uh their weapons are still just as bad as they were before if not worse and uh 
man, I do not fear this team at all. This is this is my lock of the week, even as a Dolphins fan. The, the lock of the week, the Dolphins getting nine and a half. I think Fitzpatrick, if you look back at his career, he is always absolutely crushed in early weeks of the season. And I can't imagine why this would be any different. So uh, this is Miami all day. Uh, I would say... It's going to be a lower scoring game, though, too. I think, you know, both offenses might struggle a little bit. Uh, I don't see it anything crazy. The over-under is at 44. Uh, That's that's a tough one to call because it's going to be right there. But uh, we'll call it like 2017 Miami. No brainer, nine and a half points. Yeah, that's you. I can't. I can't not take that. Like that's that's. I'm actually. I might go down to the casino after we get out this recording and go bet this because this is Seriously. ridiculous. Even with even if New England wins, I don't think it's going to be by ten points. You know. Yeah, me neither. So I think, and uh, I and I love Cam. I love Cam Newton, but if Tom Brady couldn't do much with these weapons, I you know no disrespect to Cam, but come on, man. Like, what is he supposed to do? I mean, he's healthy finally, so hopefully we see a rejuvenated Cam. That'd be lovely. Um, I'm going to go with my Miami as well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I think they win it. I think they do win it. I think they win this game. I think they go into New England, and uh, Brian Flores just kind of says, yo, man, you're not the big bad bully no more. So, um, We've seen that. There's been, don't forget, there's also been success of uh, former Belichick underlings coming back and doing really well against them, and it's another scenario here. So <laughs> Underlings, uh, that's a funny word. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, once a cast, I got to bring out a funny word. This one is the, the word of the day is underlings. So one of uh, Belichick's underlings is coming back here, and I think the Dolphins take it to him. Yeah, I want to roll with a score of 13 to 10. And yes, I think that um, the under is a safe bet as well. So yeah, I think, yeah, I'm definitely betting that game. I got to. That's ridiculous. All right, moving on. Next game on the slate. We got the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are minus one at home, and the over-under is 47. Bruder, what's your thoughts? This one is tough. This one is tough, buddy, because I'll tell you what, this is this is one of the games that I'm looking forward to the most, actually watching. Um, I think both of these teams are going to be really good. People forget because there's all this trash talking about Aaron Rodgers not putting up his usual numbers. Uh, Green Bay is not the same. They were really good last year and still on paper at home. Minnesota also, man, they look really good, too. So uh, this one's going to be exciting. I think Minnesota, Minnesota takes it here. Um, Although I expect better things out of Rodgers, I think at home, I think Minnesota wins this game and the minus one isn't enough to scare me away. This could be this could be a high scoring game. Both offenses are really good. Both defenses, although I think Minnesota's defense is better. Uh, you know, Green Bay, uh, I like Jair Alexander as much as the next guy. But uh, but I, I'm, I'm looking for like a 35-28 Vikings and I'm going with the over. What time is this game? This game is at 1 p.m. Okay, so it's, it's, I think it's going to be on Fox. It's safe to say it's safe to bet with Kirk Cousins because it's not prime time. That's right. And um, yeah, I think I like Minnesota in this game as well. Um, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, ah, oh, this is a tough one, isn't it? It is because I, I like Minnesota's team better. I think they got the better overall team. However, I think the Aaron Rodgers factor a healthy Aaron Rodgers factor like boosts it towards Green Bay a little bit more so the nine is I can see how this game is only minus one for the Vikings because of the like like you said the, the Aaron Rodgers factor um I'm think I'm betting the under because 47 points I think uh 
little bit sloppy. I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this game. And I'm going to bet, I would bet the under. Actually, I think I would stay away from the over-under, honestly. But I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this game by a score of like 24 to 21. And I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I'm going to go with it, though. I'm going to roll with it. That? Yeah, I don't. I really don't. I don't, I don't feel good about that pick. Um, no no crazy injuries to really report um, on on either side. The Vikings literally has nobody reported at all. So, yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay 24-21. Uh, I feel so dirty saying that, but let's roll with it. Fuck it. Okay. Hey, it's, it's the first instinct. That's what we're looking for here, man. Yeah, it's all gonna, good. We're going to roll with it. Okay, moving on. Uh, next game on the slate is the Cleveland Browns traveling to Baltimore to face Ooh. the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, we've got we've got to let you take this one first. I feel like you're going to be the expert on this game, so I'm going to let you I'm going to let you handle this one. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got a, a pretty funny stat here for you, Ruder. So since Cleveland has been back in the league, um, their reinception into the league on week one opening days or opening weeks, they are one nineteen and one. Wow. Like just let let that wow. let that let that fester for a little bit. Think about that for a second. Okay, yeah, that's that's as bad as it gets. That's Oof. that's shitty. That's, that's that is that, shitty. That's shitty as shit. So that's, that's twenty years of terrible football is what that is. Right. Oof. So uh, yeah, and then I'm looking at the injuries. Kevin Johnson out. Greedy Williams out. Their two starting cornerbacks. I mean, and last last year this happened too. They had their two starting cornerbacks out and they whooped our ass in Baltimore. But um. Not this year. I like what I've seen from our Ravens in training camp. Lamar Jackson is looking excellent. Yo, he put on some weight, too. That dude is looking jacked. Really? He, yeah, he put on, like, a good at least 10 pounds of muscle. He's looking big. You're the second person that's told me that. I haven't seen him, but uh, you're the second person that said that. He sounds sounds like he's uh, ready to take a pounding. Yeah. Um, the lines for this game is uh, Ravens are minus 9.5. The over-under is 49. Um, I think, honestly, Ruder. I guess Cleveland offense, I'm looking forward to seeing how this Cleveland offense performs because they had all the hype last year. And now this year, again, not as much hype, but I think that they are much improved because they finally addressed the offensive line. They signed Conklin to the big deal. They drafted the tackle, um, Jedrick Wills, and uh, he's a rookie. He's a rookie playing left tackle. So we'll see how that pans out for him his first NFL action. Um, I'm going to stop being modest now. It's going to be a blowout. Like, let's, let me stop. It's, it's going to be a fucking blowout. We're going to whoop their fucking ass. Like, it's, it's not going to be a close game. Um, I'm taking the Ravens minus nine and a half. I'm taking the over because I think we're going to drop a 40 bomb on them. And uh, yeah, give me a score of, uh, let's go 45-17. Cleveland get a garbage, garbage time touchdown. Okay, 45-17, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I got no respect for the Cleveland Browns, man. So the nine and a half doesn't uh, dissuade you at all? You think it's going to be an over a 10-point victory? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm kind of with you because uh, I, I think that the Browns are going to be a much improved team. Everything from the offensive line, signing Jack Conklin. Uh, still a ton of great talent out there with Odell. Uh, they added Austin Hooper. They've got Jarvis Landry. They've got a uh, fan of the show, Kareem Hunt, uh, as well hey. as a... Hey, just saying, fan of the show, no big deal. Likes our you, content, Kareem. likes our you. likes our content. All pro running back Kareem Hunt, along with uh, along with Nick Chubb. So I think their offense is going to put up points. I think this is an easy bet on the over as well. I think the game's going to be a little closer than that, but I still roll with your Ravens winning probably by like uh, you know ten to fourteen. What I will say is if the if the if it goes in the direction of the Browns just 
uh, with the odds here, getting nine and a half, it's going to be because of garbage time. So it might be one of those scenarios where uh, the game is much more of a blowout than the end ending score ends up. Uh, but other than that, I think Baltimore handles their business easily at home. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Lamar in action again, man. <clears throat> Hollywood, healthy, finally healthy. He put on some good weight. We got the kid, J.K. Dobbins. We're just going to fucking pound it down their throats. We're going to see the improved passing game for Lamar Jackson. And our defense, I think I think uh, we're back to Baltimore Ravens defense. I think uh, it's going to surprise a lot of people. And, um, yeah, let's roll with it, baby. Big trust. Whoop, whoop. All right. And by the way, no really major injuries to report from this game for our Baltimore side. Um, although we are missing our kick returner, so that could play a factor. Just just, just nail it. Just nail it in the end zone. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Indianapolis traveling to Jacksonville. Um, I think, like, the smart thing to do is, like, literally bet against Jacksonville every game. I, and I low-key like Gardner Minshew. And they... Jacksonville, as much shit as they got this offseason, and, you know, they literally just traded away their whole team. They got some really nice young pieces on this team. Like, have you got a chance to look at this roster? The, the Jags team? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they still have their, their receiving core is still really nice. Right. Um, you know, um, one thing is they're going to be stuck with Chris Thompson at running back. I, I think Brykwell Armstead, who was going to take over for Leonard Fournette, is uh, on the COVID list now. Um, but uh, you know, Jacksonville, I'll tell you, for some for some fantasy players out there, grabbing up guys like uh, Chark, uh, I think that might be a great move. I think the Jaguars are going to be down a lot, you know, despite having some good good pieces on defense like Miles Jack and everything. Uh, I think they're going to be down a lot still, and they're going to be throwing a lot. So uh, interesting stuff here, Jacksonville. You know, they're just they're. I think they're trying to tank though. You know, so I, I don't know here. I, I'm, I'm going with Indianapolis, India and the under. I had a dream that like Jacksonville is like this a genius team and they got rid of all these high price players and, and, and contracts and got all these draft picks and like Gardner Minshew just turned into like the next Tom Brady and like Shark is just a beast. And this is uh, your dream? Yeah, this, this is, is all dream? this is all a dream, by the this way. All this, a dream. This is not me. Did you this. used to read Word Up magazine? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, I don't know where you're going with this one, pal. I like that. No, no, I just wanted to tell my dream is all. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, indie, and um, I think that uh, they cover. Uh, give me a score of like thirty to thirteen. So just on, just under, just under the under, and um. Yeah, that's what I'm rolling with there. 30 to 13, and they kind of take this game. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Gardner Mishu could put up some nice fantasy numbers late, you know, in the fourth quarter when they're down 30 to nothing. So <laughs> that, might, that might be how it ends up, too. You'd be surprised. <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't. So that's, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. That's about it. Um, all right, moving on. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a plus three. Over under for this game is 46. Ruder, how do you feel about this game? I just, I don't understand how the Bengals could only be getting three here. Uh, makes me feel as though they, somebody knows something that I don't. Although I think the Bengals are going to have an improved offense with Burrow. I mean, is he in his first game with no OTAs, with no offseason to speak of, going to be that much better than Andy Dalton was when the Bengals were absolutely terrible last year? Uh, I don't think so. I think people are really sleeping on the Chargers here. Um, I could see the Chargers just blowing them out, even in Cincinnati. Um, 
So I think all day, the Chargers, they're going to win by way more than three. I'd probably take the under on this only because I don't think Cincinnati is going to score much. I could see this very easily being like a, a 28 to 10 or, or, you know, 31 to 10, something like that. Chargers all day. Mm, okay. I am going to disagree with you. Oh, there's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, This Cincinnati team and, you know, I, I, Cincinnati is, is one of the, probably the worst brand franchises in the NFL. And, uh, Joe Burrow, it's it's something about that dude, man. Like it's it's tough not to like him. Like he he's just a cool ass dude. Who uh, I mean, this, like the national championship performance, the whole season actually last year was fucking amazing. And his interviews is just much watched, man. I love listening to him talk, and he gives great speeches. Like I I would if I'm on that offense, man, I can play for that guy. Like I would run through a wall for that dude because he's just that 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 type of character, man. Very uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Gravit like you just gravitate towards, like gra- gravitate towards him, man. So I think this Bagels offense can be really good. They got one of the best running backs in the league in Joe Mixon. They just gave him a nice extension. Their offensive line has improved from last year. Decent a little bit, not too much. Uh the defense is shitty. Like the defense is definitely going to be shitty. But this San Diego's Chargers offense isn't like high powered. Like uh Tyrod, as much as I like Tyrod Taylor, and I'm glad he's getting another shot to be a starter. But I mean, let's call it what it is right now. He's a bridge quarterback for uh for Herbert for Hubbard. Um they are going to be missing Derwin James. He's out for the season. That's their best defensive player, arguably next to Joey Bosa. I like the Bengals in this game, man. I really do. I think that the Bengals can outscore this Chargers team. And uh, I'm going to bet the under, but I think like a score at like uh, 24 to 14, I think the Bengals can pull this one off, man. I, I like the Bengals in this one. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Okay. Hey, this is where we're at. We're gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk some great sports over the weekend. I'll, I'll be in touch with you. And uh, I promise I won't rub it in too much when uh, the Chargers are all over them. So we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs> that score's going to be like fucking uh, 35 to uh, fucking three going into the fourth quarter. You're going to text me and try to tell you. I know. I'm going to end up embarrassing myself. The Bengals are probably going to run away with it. So, <laughs> All right, man. Moving on. Um, NFC West battle. We got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Super Bowl runner-up San Francisco 49ers. This is um, my, uh, Niners are minus 10 and a half and the over-under is 45. But I think I got to go with the Cardinals on this one. Um, I don't know if they're going to win the game outright, but that 10 and a half is kind of hard to pass up against. This Cardinals team is very improved. I, I don't, I'm surprised that they're getting this many points. Kyler Murray, I think he has a chance to uh, take a step into the next echelon of quarterback play. They got Hopkins. They, they re-signed it to a nice deal. He's happy. They got a nice three receiver core there. The defense with Chandler Jones has improved, and I think that they can make some noise. Um, I, you know, the 49ers probably going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think I would take, I don't know if I'm going to touch the over under, but I think it's going to be a, a score of like, mm, uh, 28, 21, 28, 21 San Fran. Okay. Uh, I can, I can dig that. I think it's absolutely going to be a close game. I think this is going to be a high scoring game, despite the fact that the Niners have a really good defense. I think that's the difference in why the Niners win. Uh, but man, 10 and a half for, like you said, a much improved Cardinals team. That just seems like an awful lot. I'd be hard pressed to not take the 10 and a half with Arizona. Although I think San Francisco wins. It's just going to be one of those that they're not going to cover. They're not going to win by enough. Uh, I think high scoring affair. So I definitely go with the over. 
and uh, like 35, 30 uh, San Fran. That's, that's where I'm putting this. Uh, a lot of great pieces of offense on both sides. I think the, the San Francisco's defense is better. I could see, I could see Deandre catching a big one late to make it a little closer than it was, but uh, Cardinals plus 10 and a half. I think I, I got to take that all day. Yeah. And um, the San Francisco receivers are hurt, right? Like uh, what Debo Samuel is, is hurt, right? Yeah. I think he's playing. He, he might be playing, but he might be playing hurt. Um, you know, they've got, they've got some other nice pieces. Obviously Kittle's really good there. I think Debo Raheem, Samuel is out. He's, he's out. Oh, they yeah, got, he, they downgraded out. him to out, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's out. So, I mean, who are the receivers? Who do they got? Uh, well, they got oh, the, obviously we talked the rookie, right? They've got Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Um, beyond that, the let me think here for one moment. Um, I know that uh, Debo was a big piece for them, uh, but they've also got um, the best side in the game. I can't forget him. Kendrick Bourne is out there. Uh, Dante Pettis is out there. Uh, I believe they added Tavon Austin uh, just as like a kick returner and kind of a. I don't know if you'd still call him like a, a gadget type player, but uh, he'll be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a. Uh, it's interesting, but I, I just think that uh, I, I don't. I don't think that Arizona loses by enough to make this uh, ten and a half go away. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that one. I'm, 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 I'm definitely betting on that one. I gotta go Arizona. Um, okay, next game on the slate here. We're getting into the four o'clock games. We got uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. This might be the game of the of the week. And right now, Tampa is, or excuse me, New Orleans is minus three and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half. And, uh, yeah, I think that I would bet the over on this one. I mean, it's kind of funny. You got these two old-ass 40-year-old quarterbacks, and they're probably going to score, like, 50 points apiece. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's about to be a, a fucking just typical NFC self-shootout, I think, in this game. Um, I'm going with Tampa Bay to win this game. I think... Uh, uh, damn, this is tough. If the fans was in the Superdome, I think I would have to go New Orleans. But there's not going to be any fans in there. There's going to be crowd noise pumped in. Uh, I think Tom Brady got something to prove. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game on the lines of, like, 40 to, like, 37. They'll okay. Go. So you're going with the way over, then. Yeah, I'm going way over. Um... I would do because the Saints are minus three and a half. So, yeah, yeah, I would bet Tampa. And, uh, yeah, I think they win the game outright. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. So I, I'm going to disagree with just a little bit here. I think that the Saints the Saints handle their business at home. Uh, I think that although Tampa Bay is going to be very good, I think they're going to need a minute to put it together. Uh, and the Saints, I think their defense is a little bit better than Buccaneers. They're going to be at home. I think the Saints offense is still going to be running smoothly. They've, they've got so many great players there between uh, Kamara, Thomas, uh, Jared Cook, I think, is still very good. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, his his ass is still running around out there. So I think the Saints, you know, we could speak all day about the Tampa Bay weapons, but they, they're going to need some time to come together, I think. So I'm going to go with the Saints. Also high scoring, though. Uh, but uh, we're just going to flip-flop. We're going to go with the Saints there for me. You got a score for the people? No, I don't. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll go. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go. No, fuck the people. No. Uh, the I people. would say we're going to go We're gonna go somewhere along the lines of, uh, uh, like, 38 to 30 it's gonna be it's gonna be a high scoring game but uh okay okay yeah so we both got on like we're both on the over like big time <laughs> that's correct all right moving on dallas versus the la rams uh, and this would be another good game man like sunday nighter um 
This is the the opening of the new stadium, right? The new yeah, uh, LA so. Stadium. Okay. Yes, yeah, LA Stadium. So it's gonna be the stadium. Uh, a couple <clears throat> teams gonna be sharing there for the first yeah, and yeah, so nobody's be gonna be in there. So um, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> sucks, man. Having a grand opening and nobody actually being there besides just like you. That's 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 yeah, sucks. that's that's double tough. Uh, LA is plus two, and over under is fifty. Um. I've been hearing a lot of people thinking that this LA team is very underrated and aren't getting enough respect. And uh, I can understand the the thought process behind it. You know, Jared Goff, you got a, a revamped defense with Jalen Ramsey. And then, you know, you still got the best probably defensive player, probably the best player in the league, arguably Aaron Donald. They brought back Michael Brocker. So that defense should be okay. Um, at the same time, this Dallas team has Super Bowl aspirations. I hear a lot of people picking them to reach the Super Bowl, and this offense projected to be arguably the best offense in the NFL. I'm going to – this is tough. I'm going to go with the over on this one here. I think I'm going to go with uh, – I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Dallas to win it. Eh, yeah, i go with Dallas to win it. It's going to be a score of like 31-28, field goal to win it. Okay, I, I'm with I, that. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Dallas all the way here. I think Dallas really really gives it to the Rams. If I'm being honest, I think the Rams have a, a very good defense, underrated defense. I think their offense is actually going to struggle. Um, I mean they they lost Todd Gurley, who arguably wasn't himself, but still scored a bunch of touchdowns from them. The guy still had a nose for the end zone, um, and I think Dallas is is going to be very good this year. Uh, if we go back to our season previews. Uh, I think I had Dallas rated very high, and I still do. Uh, I think Dak may be one of the highest-scoring fantasy players this year. A lot of weapons there. I think the offense is going to be clicking. I think Mike McCarthy is going to be good for them. And even on the road here, even at the opener, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys pretty heavy. But that 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 over/under that's awfully high at 50. Uh, I think even if it goes something like you know 28-20, uh, you know I think it's going to be somewhere along those lines. Cowboys Cowboys win on the road. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right, moving on. Last two games, man. And one thing I love about week one football is we get two Monday nighters. Like I that's like that's like a fucking kid on Christmas. I'm not gonna lie. Week one is, is such a beautiful time. First Monday nighter, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York football giants. Uh Giants right now are the underdogs plus three and a half. And the over-under is set at 48 and a half. A lot of people are on the Pittsburgh hype train. I've been reading a lot of articles. I've been seeing a lot of people picking Pittsburgh to not only win a division, but also to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm not touching them just yet. I love that defense. And, you know, defense wins championships, of course. But you do need your offense. You do need your quarterback to be able to put up points. Ben Roethlisberger coming off of a shoulder surgery. The man is 38 years old. Um, I, he found God or Christ this offseason, so good for him. He seems like he's uh, got his head on his shoulders, like straightened out on his shoulders, so he seems like he's in a good place mentally, so I'm happy for him there. But um, a shoulder injury for a 38-year-old quarterback, I, eh, I'm not, eh. I'm not, yeah, you know. And this Giants football team, man, I, I kind of like. Um, I think they are underdogs. I think they can sneak in like a good seven to eight wins this season. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, he looked really good. Healthy Saquon Barkley. I'm going to take the Giants in this game. I'm going to take the under in this game. Um, give me the Giants with a score of 20 to 13. And I think they uh, kind of shock the the Pittsburgh hopeful. 
I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to steal your score and go 21-13, but I'm going to do it the other way around. I think the Steelers win. I'm going with the Steelers uh, by about eight. But, yeah, I, I agree with just about everything you said there, except I just don't I don't have the faith in Danny Dimes. I, I don't think that he was real. I think that he, he put up a couple of good weeks early on that kind of inflated his stats when you look at them at the end of the year. Um, I think he's got a lot of great pieces around him. I like Sterling Shepard. Um, I like Slayton. I like Evan Ingram. I like Saquon Barkley. I just, I don't believe in his ability to uh, lead that offense to the promised land. Um, so we're going to go with the Steelers, especially early. The Steelers are always tough. Uh, they're they're going to play tough. That defense is going to be really good. And I think they're going to smother the Giants that are going to come out of the gate struggling a little bit. So we'll go, we'll go Pittsburgh, low scoring, 21-13. You know what it is for me, too, is the last time we seen Ben Roethlisberger healthy, they was getting their asses kicked by New England. They scored three points. That, that kind of still leaves like a sour taste in my mouth with them. So with him, at least, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. I, we'll see what happens on Monday. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Last game, Eric Ruder. We have uh, the second Monday night football game, the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, Tennessee coming off a very good playoff run this past season, taking out both New England Patriots and Baltimore Ravens in their home team, um, home stadiums, and reaching the AFC Championship, which they actually held a 10-point lead over the Chiefs before, you know, yeah, falling to them. But what's your thoughts on this game, man? Uh, sorry, the Broncos are minus one and a half, and the over-under is 42. I'm, I'm interested to see if the Titans can capitalize off of their, their late-season push last year. Um, you know, all the experts kind of seem to think uh, that that was kind of an aberration, that that's not going to be real. And, and I've seen that. I've seen those flashes as a Dolphins fan of Tannehill kind of showing you those moments of brilliance and then just those those utterly ridiculous, what the hell were you thinking type moments. Um, on the road to start the season, obviously, you know, I like Tennessee. Is gonna, they're going to be a ground and pound type of team with Derrick Henry, and that's kind of Mike Vrabel's style. Um, I like A.J. Brown at receiver, but uh, I think I'm going Denver here. Uh, Denver only only giving away a point and a half at home, and I think that offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I think Drew Locke is a great young quarterback. I think he, he could be a star in this league if he's developed correctly there. Uh, they've got some great weapons with Cortland Sutton. Uh, they've got Jerry Judy, who I think can be really explosive. And then they've got a couple of good running backs there uh, with Philip Lindsay. And also they've got Melvin Gordon now. So uh, I like Denver here just because I think they're going to be one of the most improved teams in all of football. That, that's going to be a, a borderline bubble playoff team for me. And I think Tennessee takes a step backwards just because if you, if you watch those games last year, it took Tannehill playing at such a high level to get them through those games. And I'm sorry, just in my experience with this guy, as much as I like him, uh, I, I just don't see him sustaining that. And uh, I think he was playing with a lot of momentum, a lot of heart at the end of last year. But with a whole offseason to let that kind of dissipate, I think the Titans take a pretty good pretty good step backwards. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I think that Tennessee Titans run last year was was good. Don't get me wrong. Nothing, not to take a, nothing away from them, but I think it was kind of fluky. Like, uh, Tannehill as the, your starting quarterback and you paid him like a hundred million dollars this offseason um, like let's let's keep like the offense runs through Derrick Henry like if he gets going then that is when the Tennessee Titans are at their best and then that defense can come in and uh, play solid defense but um, the addition of Jadavia Connie is nice for them as well <clears throat> excuse me 
But um, yeah, I'm not a believer in Tannehill. I'm not a believer. And then also, uh, Derrick Henry doesn't really get going until the second half of the season, as history has shown us for the last couple of seasons. So um, I think that they get off to a slow start. I think I like this Denver Broncos team. I like this offense. Like I, I like Drew Locke. I think that if he is who I think he is, this offense can be really explosive. Like they got speed and talent literally all over the over the field. Um, the 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 Von Miller injury though, that just sucks. Like I, I've read about that. I'm like, fuck, man, not like this, Von. Like just a yeah. freak injury tore like tore his Achilles. It's like shit. So that one hurts. But um, I think I like Denver in this game. Uh, they're getting or they're minus one and a half. I think I would go with a score of like twenty four to fourteen, and uh, I would take the the under. But twenty four fourteen, I like uh, Denver myself. Yeah, sounds about right, my man. I, I like that you mentioned the Von Miller injury, though. I think I, you could be right. That could be like a deflating injury for them. He's obviously a big time team leader, so that might hurt them a lot. But just thinking about all the things that had to go right for Tennessee to go on that run. I mean, Derrick Henry was running for like 150 yards and two touchdowns a game. Tannehill was playing miraculous football. I just, I, I cannot see them sustaining that. Uh, yeah, and like you mentioned, another great point. Derrick Henry always good at the end of the year has kind of struggled early on. They also lost Conklin, who's one of the best interior linemen in the league. I already mentioned that, uh, at least I believe I mentioned that he went over to the Browns in in the off season. Yeah. So, um, Tennessee takes a step backwards and uh, they're, they're going to lose this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking so too, man. Um, yeah, that is it, my man. We, we did it. We, Week we one. made it. Week one in the books. In the books. Uh, I think we got to kind of do something like at the end of our picks, like like a, like a SYE Stone Cold Lock. I think you you gave yours already, right? You picked the yeah. Dolphins. Yeah, mine is mine is definitely Miami. Um, you know, as far as uh, maybe we'll we'll work after this one because we're we're bringing this every week. There's no doubt about it. On we're gonna see every Saturday. We're gonna have a release. It's gonna be you know the weekly games coming up. Um, but uh, yeah, my lock this week definitely the Miami game. Miami getting all those points. They're gonna win that thing outright, and uh, has nothing to do with my fandom. <laughs> Nothing to do with it at all. Nothing to do with it at all, I assure you. Um, I think my lock is going to be the uh it gotta be Baltimore versus Cleveland. That gotta be my lock. I picked a blowout. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah does, this make, does this make anyone else nervous that we each picked our favorite team? <laughs> it's quite possible no one should listen to our lock this week. But listen, I, listen, listen. It's not that it's just our favorite teams it's like we we laid out distinctive reasons why we believe our results are going to be not just because we like them yeah i'm not i i'm absolutely in agreement with you i really i really do feel that miami beats them so when i saw that spread i was i was a little shocked i, I also like the ravens to to kind of give it to the browns so uh I'm, I'm confident with our locks yeah i am too i like these picks man this is uh yeah i'm, I'm not I feel uncomfortable at a couple of them, but for the most part, I feel pretty good. So we'll see how we week one plays out. We'll see. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out from there. Um, by the way, I'm watching the the Boston and and Raptors game right now. I think Jalen Brown may have just had a serious injury. So Ooh, yeah, that's it's not scary. it's not looking too good. Non contact injury. That's <laughs> never good. Although never I see good. the Celtics up though, so that's that's uh, not something I expected. I really thought Toronto was going to run away with it, but. Uh... Yeah, it's been a hell of a series. It's been a hell of a series. So hopefully he's okay because I like to see him stay healthy. Um, if you listen to this episode, make sure you go and like our Facebook page, Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast. Go and follow us on Twitter at SYE 
S excuse me, S Y E pod. Um, email us, email us your, your, our thoughts, your thoughts on our picks, man. Um, we're going to be like said, Ruder said, we're going to be doing this every week and uh, giving you our thoughts and our picks here. So hopefully we can win you some money. Hopefully we win us some money. Um, make sure that you are drinking more water. Stay hydrated. Ruder, you got anything else to add? No, I've, I've been stealing your line going out. Um, you know, I've been doing the the drink more water line, but the, that's it. That's where it's at. The, the, the weather's going to get cooler. So, you know, bundle up, drink your water, stay safe, stay social distance. And uh, that's all I got for him. That is it, man. Football is back, baby. Y'all enjoy the games. Take care.